Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm holding in my pee a little bit uh, <laughs> because uh, you're like ready and I, I know it's late. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I mean, I'm if you need go. to pee, you should pee. It's just like a light need to pee moment. So like okay. I can survive for like 50 minutes. I just don't. If you, I don't want like a UTI on my hands. Oh no. <laughs> it's not going to be that bad. Okay. I've never had that. I hear they're very. I hear they're bad too. Yeah. They're more common with ladies, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we're in the clear. Guys, we so close. Phew, we have nothing to worry about for the rest of our days. I mean, also unrelated, but I, we'll get into it. About move. We thought it was a light week last week, news wise. Oh uh, well, I mean, I always think about that when it's we uh, put up a video or not a video, a podcast a day late. I know, and then we go back to like recording on Sunday night. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that's one less day of news. Yes, and, and it, you really feel it yeah, here. You really I'm just do. Like, what happened this week? And the answer is nothing. I can't even tell you what I did this week. I mean, that's that happens. Sometimes. Sometimes. Right. It's one of those weeks. All right, get ready for the most boring podcast. No, episode ever. that's the thing. That's the thing that's magical about us. We'll make it fun. Okay, we can turn the nothing into fun. I don't know. I've got to pee this whole time. I might be girl. Real, real pee. Tense. I don't <laughs> want to hear about this again. Welcome back to the Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. Another week it has been. Yes, and that was allergic for my new AP. Uh, the good parts that you just heard in the intro. It has been another week. It has been another week. So yes. we're on to allergic. These are the vocals of the album. I mean, the vocals. And then, of course, we get to the epilogue. Which, I mean, I'm not going to play the epilogue in this clip, so you'll have to go and find it on Spotify. But They're, they're going to have to listen to the epilogue themselves. Yes. If you haven't heard, you're probably just like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, is there any good song that doesn't have an epilogue? Let's be real. All songs should have epilogues. They absolutely not. should. I want you to go back to that album and put epilogues at the end of every <laughs> single song from now on. Matt Steele. We should have Epilogue for this podcast. That's an idea, Matt Steele. Yes. How are you? I'm fine. What did <laughs> I do this week? Um, I had a reading for my next script. Yes, I was on it. I was the last person to join the Zoom. <laughs> he was Matt Palmer. Arrived fashionably late to As the Zoom I do. of 16 other people. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. It was probably it had started like three minutes prior. I yeah. was there pretty soon on. Yes, that, you were right? soon on. And then Matt Palmer arrived, and we read through just so I could like hear it on its feet, yep. work out all the kinks and everything. Very funny. Feedback. Spoiler. Uh, obviously, hello. <laughs> um, but it's also very long, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's also goes without saying. Yes. And so uh, I it was great hearing it on its feet because I, this for like months, I've been like, oh, God, I've got to trim this down so much. But when you try to trim it down yourself, you, you know, nitpick every single line and mm. you're, you overthink it. And you're like, oh, this de- this works, though. Like, should I get rid of it? No, I'm just going to keep it for now. Mm. And but then when you hear other people read through it and you can't like stop them, they just have to keep going. You really hear the things that need to go. Right. You're just like, oh, this cut this, cut this, <laughs> fuck this. What was I thinking with this? It 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 really helps. So have you started the cutting process? Oh yes, darling. We've cut five pages. That's good for you. Yes, that is very good. That's for good me. for you. Now, You're- now the script is as many pages as the script for Girls Trip is. Okay. So if it's if someone's like, oh, this is still too long, I'll be like, Girls Trip. Girls Trip was this Girls long. Trip. And that was a hit, darling. That was a hit. So, so yeah. What about The Hangover? Which the Hangover, I believe it is still like four more pages. 
pages then. Okay. Um, Bridesmaids, I think is like 110. Mm. Uh, and what are you, where are you? Right now I'm at like 116, 115. Okay, right. there. So, you know, we're not in like insane territory. No, not at all. You're you not know. worldwide. Yeah. So, so I think we're doing fine. How was the rest of the week? The rest of the week was was nice, yeah. you know, watching The Circle, watching The Handmaid's Tale. <sighs> Those are two very different shows. <laughs> I know. One is real stupid and yeah. one is real upsetting. Okay. Yeah, and both are going to win Emmys. <laughs> Especially Elizabeth Moss this season, I just have to say. Really? She is giving it this season. Mm. I mean, she gives it every season, yeah. But, like, this season it's just like, oh. Interesting. <laughs> like, you are getting another Emmy for this, Elizabeth Moss. And it, the way the Emmys work is, like, you submit one episode, what you think is your best episode for the season, and yeah. that's all the people watch. Um, but, like, every episode, I'm just like, oh, wait, no, this could be the episode she submits. Wow. Oh, no, this one could be Who the makes episode. that choice, the show or the actor? Um, if it's for the actor, I, I believe the actor makes okay. that choice. Uh, I, I imagine producers maybe help to sway the actor in one direction. Right. Like, ooh, we think this one would really I, I bet it's a collaborative process. Okay. Um, but I think the actor ultimately is the one to be like, this is my best episode. Totally. So. But Matt Palmer, what have you done this week? I'm looking at your Instagram and you're on like rocks. And- I am on rocks. So I went to Joshua Tree on Saturday morning and I have a friend, Sarah, who just bought a house in Joshua Tree. She is basically flipping it and going to be turning it into an Airbnb. And so Ooh. before it goes on the market, she's been fixing it up for the past like three or four months, like hardcore. And before it goes on the market or becomes Airbnb, she wanted to have some friends out for the weekend and to spend some time. And so uh, Jackson and I drove down Saturday, just drove back uh, tonight, Sunday night, and it was a really lovely time. Great to spend time with friends. Again, in this like medium post-COVID arena, it's just like, oh, we can just like be around each other and this is not a big deal. And it's just crazy to think about how long that that would have been completely off the table. Uh And now it's like, oh yeah, we just had like a weekender driving trip. We can can just like see friends. It's crazy. The amount of times I've just like seen friends and done things. And and every time during one of those hangs, I'm like, this is still kind of novel to me. Like the fact Mm -hmm. that this is happening still feels kind of insane, Mm -hmm. but it was so lovely and so we did a little bit of uh, bouldering I mean, as bouldering as one does. <laughs> bouldering, uh, I mean, darling. when you go to the Joshua Tree Park, the National Park, of course, there are lots of boulders and rocks to climb on and to climb about. And so we did a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and we did some hiking in the sun. And it was nice. It was really fun to get out there, get it, become one with nature. Oh, totally. If I think of you and one, <laughs> a way to describe you, it is Matt Palmer, one with nature. At one with nature. It's I, true. I love how she was sort of like giving her Airbnb a test run, like how I was giving my script a test I, Exactly. <laughs> like and testing it out to get feedback. There's nothing I like more than to be a part of the testing process. Did you give feedback? Were you like, mm, this room could use like a more uh, um, a more natural moment, like no. natural colors? It's truly lovely. She did not need my help at all. And uh, and also, it was like an Airbnb that I wasn't paying for. So like, I, my feedback was, this is wonderful. Okay, great. <laughs> but if there were issues, I would, of course, have brought them up. But there really weren't. Ooh, I feel the like plumbing, the plumbing. I mean, like, the toilet know. just exploded, no, Sarah. No, my toilet did not explode. The shower was lovely. The room was lovely beautifully decorated and a lot of the stuff she was like go here go here go here and so I have to add to my list everyone's getting mad at me for getting everything from West Elm because they say it's too expensive and I can find things that are the same and cheaper but I'm like but they're all right there in West Elm okay. <laughs> you know it's easy so whatever I have other places on my list where I can go get furniture that is nice and cute and you know will fit my aesthetic so we uh, love that you know what if you're a West Elm bitch be a West Elm bitch right? thank I you if you can do it if your bank account can allow you to do it and I'm not there every day, but when I when I go, I go. When you go, you go. You go if you, you can go. go, just go. Treat yourself to West Elm. That's actually a line in uh, 
movie. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about treating yourself to Weston. Hey, and I like. I like that. That's that was like Matt that. Palmer's feedback for the whole script. Just like I like that line. I like that line. I that the West Elm one. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> everything else can go except for that. Exactly. Line. Everything else be cut. <laughs> um. So should we dive into the news Friday? Let's dive in. Might be a bit Seems short. Like a shallow uh, end of the pool. We're yes, we're diving into. into the shallowest end. Um. But the first thing of note is apparently Taylor Swift's Evermore sold more vinyls this week than any other album ever. Huh. I <laughs> I sent that to Matt Palmer. I yes. was just like Evermore's number. one one on the yes. Billboard 200, even topping and like you were like, sour. why? And I was, I was like, like oh, the vinyl just came out and all the Swifties went crazy for it. Like, yeah, right. After the first three days it was on the market, it had beaten that record already. So, Wow. Well, and, all, and also like the Olivia Rodrigo stands, like, yeah. you know, I'm sure they're working hard to keep their girl at number one as best right. they can, but like those kids are streaming. They're, I mean, they are not buying. It's not the same. They're not so, buying. So, so it's like the Billboard top 200, like, a different beast these days? Like, does it uh, cater to a different demographic now? So does it sort of mean less a little bit? No. Um, it just, they kind of have to do the streaming. So it's like equivalent album units. Like it's this number of streams of songs from this album go towards the album sales. Like they have to have a lot of calculations. It's not just like one person streams the album in full. It counts as buying the album. Like, no, it's like, there's a lot of calculation that goes into like getting the number of streams to being an equivalent album unit or whatever. So it's just, there's a lot more math going on. And Mm -hmm. even though there's a lot more music consumption, it's harder to, you know, boil that down to an album listing Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know the people at Billboard are doing their best doing their darndest making sure everything is weighted correctly and um, you know making sure that the charts reflect the popularity of of the artists and I think they do do that and if those Swifties are willing to buy freaking $15, $20 Evermore vinyls more power to them you know $20 Vinyl, right? I mean, you hats off to you guys. You guys go hard. You guys will do it. They really will. They Damn. really will. So, congrats, Star Taylor's going to come up again. So, everyone, hold on. Tight. Okay, I'm holding on. Um, Meghan Markle had a baby. I saw that. Lily, I saw that. Uh, Lily Bet. Lily Bet. Diana. Lily Bet. Diana. I was surprised. I mean, I feel like this adds more, you know, color to what's happening. I was surprised that neither of um, William's children had Diana's name in their name. I guess they don't. No, I guess yeah. they don't. Uh, but hey, Lily, Bat, Diana, it's a very pretty name. I'm um, Congratulations to the happy couple, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. I want them only good things for them. You know, so our new neighbors. I saw, that's true. Na- neighbors to the, the North. They, wait, they live in Canada and have a place in LA. Right? Yes, okay. they definitely have a place. Are they still in Canada? I think they might have moved here permanently. Oh, no more Canada? Point. I think Canada's out. Oh, wow. I mean, they knew we were here and they were like, I oh, know. Fuck Canada. Those two gay mats, we got to be by them. got to be by them. You, you think they live in West LA? You think I that's think where they so. I bet they're like, they seem to really like it there, those queens. Yeah. <laughs> so. let's pick, they were like, let's pick the most random neighborhood in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, I hope to see them walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a picture of uh, the queen uh, and is it Megan's mother as well or Megan's? Grandmother, I think mother. Mother, okay. Yeah, I was about to say if it's her grandmother, she looks, she looks amazing. amazing. No, I think it's her mom. <laughs> I mean, so she still looks amazing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but I, I saw a picture of like the queen with the baby and everything. Yeah. And it was very nice and very sweet. And it's amazing. We wish them all the best. We yes, love, we love a baby. I didn't so. see that picture. Um, oh, nice. Issa Rae has gotten so much like post and secure stuff lined up, and it's amazing and great for her. I but know she's Spider Man. She's freaking Spider Man. So she's gonna be in uh, into the Spider Verse too, playing uh, who what her um, she's set. To voice Jessica Drew, aka Spider Woman. So it's gonna be another cartoon. 
Uh, yes. And so it's, she's yes, uh, she's voice voicing. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I love it. Too. I'm so excited. And that honestly, I say it all the time that Into the Spider Verse, I truly loved. I know you like, loved it, and I have yet to see it's it. It's so. beautifully, like, the animation is beautiful. The story is incredible. I cried in the theater. I, and you know, I'm not a superhero person, I'm not mm-hmm. a superhero gay. Mm-mm. Amazing. Amazing. So I'm so excited for her. And it was funny seeing like her old friends from home texting her things like, you've always loved Spider-Man. You're such a nerd. Congratulations. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Just like, oh, you've always wanted to do something nerdy like this. So they're very happy for her. And that's great. So, OK, what can you tell me about this David O. Russell movie that's coming to fruition? Anything? Have you heard? I know nothing, but I know that he was trending for a little bit. And then a, a, a George Clooney uh Paragraph leaked like a quote from George Clooney. Is this when he threatened to kick to beat him up or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I'd seen that already. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just reread that again and was just like, oh, I forgot about this. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's know. bad. Apparently, so he's putting together a new film for whatever reason. Uh, and Jennifer Lawrence and Angelina Jolie reportedly turned down roles in the new film. Oh, didn't know that. And Jamie Foxx as well. Okay. Um, following his long term, um, Abuse on set, including Amy Adams on the set of American Hustle, where Christian Bale had to step in to defend her, George Clooney, Julia Stiles, Lily Tomlin, and crew members of Silver Lining Playbook. Um, he was also accused of sexually assaulting his 19-year-old niece, which I didn't know. I forgot about that. I mean... I forgot about all this stuff. When, it mean, really feels like after Joy came out in 2015, it was just like, David O. Russell kind of just like disappeared. Right. He, he like dissipated into mist. Right. And everyone sort of forgot about the David O. Russell narrative and everything, and, and it was never announced like, oh, he's making new movies and everything, because there was a period in those early 10s mm. where it was like David O. Russell was every just... Every year, like. like. the fight and then Silver Lines Playbook, American Hustle and everything. Right. You know, he was just back to back at the Oscars. And then after Joy, and after Joy was not as well received, mm. um, it was sort of like, oh, where'd he go? What year was Joy? Joy was 2015. Wow, okay. Yes. Remember when we watched that? I do. I Did I watch the whole thing? For some reason, I feel like I watched half of it. I don't <laughs> quite remember. It, that it that seems, whole experience was very it, strange. It seemed like a fever dream. I watched really a, a SAG screener of it, and I remember it was me, you, and Corey sitting yeah. there watching it, and a part of we think maybe but we're not quite sure <laughs> a part of the dvd like skipped yeah. maybe like 30 seconds ahead or 1 minute ahead we can't quite tell you cuz they're in one scene and then suddenly like joy has passed out and but you didn't see her <laughs> no, really pass we out did not. and i want to say like it was a solid like 30 seconds after this happened the three of us were like did the DVD <laughs> skip ahead? We're Part not quite me. sure, but we're also kind of lost throughout this whole right. movie, so so we can't really tell. Part of me hopes it didn't, and like that was just a choice. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. A magical choice. Iconic. Joy, uh, full of magical choices. Well, speaking of people, they, apparently there are certain people that are not canceling David or Russell in their future movie careers because Christian Bale has been cast in this film. Okay. As well as Margot Robbie. Uh, yes, I remember hearing that. As yes. well as Evermore Queen Taylor Swift. And then obviously I heard that. <laughs> so, okay, this is tough. I this goes back to our old our age-old theory, which by theory I mean the truth that no one is ever canceled. So stop thinking about that or think because so everyone will always rise from the dead and do something else. And it'll be fine for them. 
But it's like Taylor specifically has made such a point of her career at this age of being like, I'm against the men who have creatively stifled me. I am against Scooter Braun. I am against that man who was the head of her old label who wouldn't sell me my masters. I deserve to own all my work. And I am violently against anyone who abuses people. I have donated to Kesha's campaign. And then she's in a David O. Russell thing. It just seems... Like there's a conflict of interest. It just seems a little hypocritical. It, it just seems it's an interesting choice. I wonder, it, and maybe I, I wish for the best. Maybe in this half a decade break we have had from David O'Russell, mm. maybe he has maybe gotten a little help and has gotten a little better mm. with his ways of dealing with his anger. So who knows? Who knows? Um. I I I don't I guess we shall see. We shall see. But I I will say it, that is an interesting It's an interesting uh, choice for her. Career decision yes. on her part. Yeah. Cuz I get it in a way in the part of like oh he has made you know academy award winning films. I want to be a part of something that could really become something. Oh yeah, and his cast get accolades after Absolutely, like, but it's also just like I don't, I honestly could see her dropping out after the feedback, okay. like after the blowback from this. But you know, we'll see. She was cast as Eponine in Les Mis for a she moment was, too. She was so Eponine for a things, little bit. Things can change. I I think it's a I think it's a bad look. I think it's. I mean, especially when I read it, it's a period piece. I'm like, it's likely gonna be bad, <laughs> and it's just not worth the question she's going to get about it Mm -hmm. it's not worth like how it looks next to what she has like really made her mission statement as an artist and for it to be so to work with someone like that feels so antithetical it just is i i feel like it's more does more harm than good for her working with him i might have read what this movie is about is there any information on that or like what period we are going i didn't see it if there is is it like are we wearing corsets period piece or are we like 60s vibing. I don't know piece. anything about it. There was nothing else in the article that I read about. Okay. It. Yeah. Uh, I am I'm curious. Yes. My my interest is is uh, uh stimulated. Yes. Uh but I guess we shall see. We shall see. Um and the last news story we have is that Venus Williams has revealed her approach to uh difficult post-match interviews and it was just amazing and I have to read the quote. It's just like <laughs> yeah, and honestly me reading it is not going to do it justice so like you must go online and google this but obviously after the whole uh, Naomi Osaka controversy uh and the fact that tennis players are like wanting to put their mental health first it's really become a topic of conversation. Venus Williams was asked at one of these press conferences like what do you do um to cope with the press? And she said that her strategy is for me personally, how I cope, how I deal with it was that I know that every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. That's how I deal with it. But each person deals with it differently. Iconic. (laughs) Iconic. A queen. queen. Iconic. And I'm so happy it was Venus that did this. I know. Because I feel like as time has gone on it's been a little more so Serena 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 yes. and, and I'm kind of just like what about Venus she was number one first she, she was, was number one first she was and here she comes back and it's like oh back to number one I guess <laughs> in my heart it's good I old mean, Venus that quote is going to be just playing on loop in my head whenever I am you know up against a wall or like be dealing with people that just can't can't do what I do <laughs> <laughs> I love her I love her they so. will never do what as, things as well as I can I guess that's they how can. you deal with the critics that's how you deal with the critics uh it's true so matt Steele, do you have any other news for idiots that i might have missed 
<laughs> I truly don't think so. This I is know. a record-breaking news hey, for idiots. It's you know what this is, this episode's gonna go down like your coffee, like a quick burst in the morning. You a, know, a quick here we are. It's Monday. Let's go. Exactly. So let's take a quick break and be back with more two game mats the podcast. We're back. It's true. I don't really think we earned that break though, since we were talking <laughs> for such a short period of time. Whatever. News for idiots. Sometimes you need a break. It's true. Sometimes you need a break after just 19 minutes and 40 <laughs> seconds of work. Exactly. But that's okay. Uh, but this is good because now we can answer three questions that we got. I love that. For email my heart, which is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gay mats at gmail.com to spell T W O. So the first question comes to us from. From John. John says, listening party love. Yay. Hey, Matt. I just finished the newest listening party episode. And wow, is Olivia Rodrigo the next big thing or what? Loved the album and didn't realize I knew all the words to driver's license purely based on TikTok alone. (laughs) So that was fun. Iconic. I love the format you two use for these episodes. It's truly one of the best ways to consume new music for me. The question is, Mm. are there any albums or cast recordings you'd love to revisit down the road with a listening party you might not have had the chance to review in other content forms? Thanks, as always, for the endless joy y'all bring. Love, John. P.S. Matt Steele, since we talked about this weird, wonderful show a while ago, did you ever listen to Lizard Boy? I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, John, thank you so much for reminding me because I was just like, oh, I know I got... Someone talked to me about Lizard Boy. It was John. I, I got to check it out. You got to do it. It does sound weird. It does. For I, sure. John T- says title it, alone. John says it's a wonderful little musical. So I'm down. So I believe we talked about this a little bit. Yeah. But I, I think we are. Yeah, I think so. I think we are going to start reviewing more stuff on the listening party. For sure. Uh, the stuff that we were kind of doing with Patreon, like reviewing older cast recordings, recording, uh, reviewing older albums, mm-hmm. we are going to start doing on the listening party. Matt Palmer still has to listen to Carousel. No, he hasn't. He has to, he, <laughs> no, he hasn't. He's got to listen to it because that's going to be our first cast recording we're going to do for the listening party. Yeah, I want to revisit Lord's Melodrama as well. I feel like someone requested that on the Patreon page, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. 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 So there's a lot of We need of stuff to do a track by track. Do. So yeah, the albums that track by track didn't really we f- didn't feel like they got their due. We absolutely would be going back and revisiting on the listening party. I love the format too. I think it's amazing that Anchor and Spotify allow you to do that. I, I know our ad is already played, but it's true. <laughs> I, I do think it's really cool and exciting and just what a great format. So if you haven't listened to some of those listening party episodes, I think we have like six up now. Go listen to them because they are a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I I will say like it feels easier. To, I don't know oh how my easy gosh. it is to. You're the one that edits. It's the, not that the bad. Podcast not stuff. that bad at all. It's like yeah, I, it's it's more work than this podcast, which is you know of course nothing, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's not that bad at all. And it is. It just is a fun listen, and I love the format. So and I hope honestly more people do it. But then I kind of hope that no one else does it, and so everyone has to come and listen to us if they want this kind we of thing. We are the, the only listening party. Hello, people. we're the listening party people. Yeah. Come on. So if you guys haven't started listening to the listening party yet, it's on Spotify. Yeah, and if you have, tell your fucking friends. Ooh. <laughs> Someone's aggressive. Someone's gone a little David O. Rose. That's me. I'm going to be yelling at Lily Tomlin in no time. And I will be the Lily Tomlin. Oh, poor Lily. And I'm just going to be like, you can fuck your whole movie. I'm sticking Good my, for hand, her. my hand out the window. Good like, for fuck her. You, fuck you, fuck you. Turning to Naomi Watts being like, yeah, fuck you too. Because <laughs> like, hey. Naomi like giggled. What an iconic video. <laughs> it's a great video. Naomi, Is that YouTube still? Oh, of course it Gotta is, I'm be. sure. And Naomi Watts just giggles a little bit, and Lily Tomlin's just like, bitch, you are not giggling at me. 
iconic. <laughs> truly iconic. iconic. Truly. Um, so, so yeah, check out the listening party. It's on Spotify. Easy to find, easy to listen to. It's a lot of fun. Next email from Gigi, the 1958 Best Picture winner for Best Motion Picture. Gigi. I take one sip of water and he goes on about this. Please go on. Read the fucking email. (laughs) Hi, guys. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I was scrolling through YouTube and stumbled upon an iconic moment in Real Housewives history when Phaedra read Kendra for hitting on her man. It was fierce. Did she say Kendra in the email? Oh, Kenya. Kenya. Kenya, sorry. Is is there a Kendra? No. Okay. Phaedra read Kenya. Kenya. Listen, Go guys, on. I'm trying to read these for the first time and have energy for the podcast. <laughs> it's hard. Anyway, Phaedra reading Kenya yeah. for hitting on her man. It was fierce. And there was complete silence after Phaedra read Kenya for Phil. Matt Palmer. <laughs> yes. What is your favorite read from The Real Housewives? I mean, that one is really good. That's the one that comes up a lot. Phaedra has very good reads. And honestly, she'd be great back on the show. But just what she did to Candy is so bad because she accused Candy of planning and plotting to drug and rape Portia. And so that I remember is, that, yes. Uh, which is the only time we've had a four-part reunion on Atlanta. And so it's just, it's hard to imagine Phaedra back in the mix, but she had a way with words that not many people have. Um, I feel like that is definitely the one that comes to mind. Um, it's hard. Karen, I feel like with Giselle, Karen is so like all of the time reading Giselle that it's hard to point out my favorite. Maybe when uh, Karen's in the confessional and it's kind of just like, oh, she literally is laughing to herself at how bad Giselle's fashion sense is. It's like sometimes I get a headache looking at Giselle's clothes. And just like, <laughs> I have an Excedrin. Like it's embarrassing. I mean, I'm, it's hard for me to be seen in public with her. And it's like barely a read, but truly the funniest 30 seconds of anything I've ever seen. Because then you do cut to Giselle and she's so gorgeous that you don't notice. But then you're like, you are dressed horribly. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at her house and it's like pink carpets and like purple fluffy pillows. She just has no style whatsoever. So whenever Karen on Potomac is talking about Giselle's style, I am filled with joy. So I'll think about if there's a better read specifically than Phaedra reading Kenya at that reunion. But that one is really good, but also kind of tough because it's about like... Kenya is on this journey of trying to find basically an egg donor because mm-hmm. she is, you know, getting uh, uh, to, to a certain age and wants to have a kid. And she got Phaedra really digs into her about that. So it kind of doesn't age that great. But she's like, you know, you are just peddling around sperm bakes and you don't know if your baby daddy is going to be like a doctor or a pizza man. But all you'll know is that he needed five dollars and just came in a cup so you could have a kid. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's tough. It's tough. I I always think of, I don't know if this is like a read per se, but that bunny moment on (laughs) Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's not a read, but it's it no, is. Like, that doesn't count like as a read, but it's, it's, it's very much it's a, a mostly crazy, silent. Because it's not like we're insulting you for no, anything. It's nothing just is like, really being said. It's it, just like. But like you tried doing it, but in a very weird and symbolic way. Yeah. And, and it's, she, she it's just it back. so weird. She's, she's like, I've decided this bunny didn't. When you gave my grandson this bunny, it did not have the right energy. So I'm giving it back to you. And then in silence, she gives the bunny back to Lisa Rinna. Lisa Rinna, single tear cries. Just silent. And like needs to take a break. And it's just like, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) That is a crazy moment. Yes. Uh, And Gigi also asked Matt. uh, My last question is for Matt Steele. I watched a 
few minutes uh, on the last episode of Special just to see you in it. You were fabulous. Thank you, darling. <laughs> My question is, have you seen any of Gemma Collins in Big Brother UK? She is comedic gold and has so many great one-liners. I quote her da- on the daily. Hope you guys are doing well. Your friend from Georgia. Gigi. Oh, Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Oh, no. And I think the next question is uh, someone from New Jersey. So wow. Like, hey. Home states. Yes. And uh, I have not really watched any of uh, Gemma Collins specifically on Big Brother because all the Big Brother content that I have consumed that season is all just Tiffany Pollard. Of course. I mean, I, I just, that is what, speaking of reads, I Tiffany mean, Pollard talking about Gemma Collins oh, in that. That's impression. a classic. That is a one minute monologue that I will be doing at auditions. <laughs> Just absolutely a classic. With just she just doesn't have the vernacular that she thinks she possesses. Somebody lied to her several times and told her that she was fly and hot and beautiful and sexy, and she's nothing like that. She's nothing of the sort. It's just Gemma. Nothing of the sort is so funny. Gemma just uh, said that these were shoes meant to be worn on a uh, beautiful and classy woman. So if that's the case, she should have put them back on the rack because she was unqualified to wear those shoes just truly so what what I know of Gemma Collins on Big Brother is of (laughs) what New York told you (laughs) that she gave her shoes her Dolce & Gabbana's to Tiffany Pollard on her birthday to wear and then Gemma was like I want my shoes back and she (laughs) took the shoes back and uh, Tiffany found out that she took the shoes back and and she's like, Tiffany, dear, they, those shoes have been to be worn on someone's feet. They're very beautiful. And and mm. Tiffany was like, there were stones that were missing. There were They weren't nice shoes. There were stones that were missing. And Gemma was like, you know, if there's stones that are missing, your big feet knocked them out. <laughs> oh and, Tif- and Tiffany just went, bitch, your big everything must have knocked those stones out. And just fucking tells her off. So, so unfortunately, I don't know of the Gemma Collins quotes specifically that have nothing to do with New York, but uh, <laughs> that moment, you know, that those moments I know, of course. So I, I will, you know, what? I should just watch that whole damn. You should. I'm sure I'm able to find it somewhere. So Gigi, one day I will have the Gemma Collins <laughs> nod knowledge that I should possess. So the last question, 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 question is from <laughs> Erica. Erica says, "Okay, let's talk about this." <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Hello, darlings. First of all, Matt Palmer, congratulations on another bop and a half EP that made my day yesterday. Aww. Your voice is amazing. Thank you for gifting us this to rock out and sing on our road trips as we travel and make it happen this summer. Gotta make it happen. Used to the Dark is still my favorite, oh. but Allergic is a very close second. It's that epilogue. <laughs> you and the epilogue. Second, as a first responder, thank you for doing your part and getting vaccinated. We love first oh responders. Oh my gosh, seriously, we love first so we much. love Erica. Um, that is the best way to thank us and protect my patients from getting this horrible virus. Yes. So that, that means like um, Erica is maybe like works in the medical field, which means she's really smart, which means smart people like your album. I mean, she both <laughs> is smart and has taste. So hey, Erica has got it going on. She's got it going on. So thank you. Uh, speaking truths to power and doing your part. Finally, can we speak about Olivia? <laughs> I love that one just wants to talk about Olivia. We have yet to touch on here at Two Gay Mats. (laughs) What an album. To me, she is a perfect mix between Avril, Lord, Taylor, and Haley from Paramore. That's yes, yes. Now let's ponder. If she continues to write this way and Taylor might mentor her, 
which is not out of the question. Do you think she is the Taylor 2.0 for the Gen Z? Is it goodbye and goodnight for any other songwriter artist to come for this year? Or what new do they think, what do the new do they have to bring to the table in order to peak Olivia? Want to hear this from your expertise as I am clueless uh, in the music industry. As always, sending you lots of hugs and love from New Jersey. All right. Happy Pride to you both. Continue to be the special unicorns in our lives and best of luck. XOXOXO. Oh, she's so sweet. New Jersey people love their XOXOXO. I get it from my mom after every text she sends. <laughs> um, I think it is probably, I mean, I think it's maybe premature to say she'll be the only one, but she's probably ushering in, I hope, a lot of young pop rock influenced kind of lyricists and like personal piano pop artists. I feel like this sounds that she is bringing back to the forefront hasn't been hugely popular for the Gen Z at this point. And so maybe this is going to be a sound that I feel like the reason that it's resonating with so many millennials like us is because it's like, oh, yes, like we know this. Yeah, we, this is like, what we like. <laughs> we've heard this and we like it. And so I would love more sounds like it. And so I think if she's ushering this sound back into the mainstream, I hope there are more little Olivia's running around. I could see her becoming a huge albums artist. She seems like a person who obviously she's the, she's the big hot thing right now, but she loves song craft and songwriting in the same way that Taylor does. And I feel like that's going to take her so far because that talent is not one that everyone has. So I definitely have hope and I believe that she can do amazing things and can continue putting out amazing work and be, you know, maybe the Gen Z Taylor that they need. But you never know because we were just talking in the break and like I feel like we're all friends here on the podcast versus if we put this in a video. Billy's Billy Eilish's first two singles from honestly the comments we've gotten on our reactions to the singles are not hitting mm-hmm. like they the singles were last time around, yeah. right? And she got such buzz, such push, such like Grammy love that like a sophomore slump is not out of the question. I feel like that's a possibility. It almost feels like that's what's about to happen. But people, again, have come back from sophomore slumps and had huge albums. But it now is putting on the table that the possibility that Billy's big era has happened Mm. and that can happen to Olivia. Like it just is. No one is certain their next day as the next huge thing. You know what I mean? Like she could grow and become consistent and get better and better and stay with the times and her music can can continue to resonate with people. Or she could put out a second album, people not respond to it. And then that was that on that. Mm. It's just, I feel like until you have a second album hit, I feel like it's nothing is set in stone. It's just scary. Yeah, it it is very, it's scary out there. It's it's hard out there when you're famous and rich and successful. It's brutal out here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I I don't think uh, to Erica's one question of, is she, is uh, she going to be like the only like songwriter of like this generation? I I definitely don't think so. I think there's always room for great songwriting in any sort of musical sphere or in any artistic field you know uh, any writing is is great and always appreciated and welcome with open doors i the one thing we said um uh in our listening party was that it was so refreshing to hear olivia's album because it really felt like i feel like a lot of music that young people are have been listening to for a long time that's really popular among them is very not that the songwriting is anything to you know snuff at or anything but it feels very production heavy and it's yes. like oh listen to this cool sounds that we're doing and this this, this vibe, vibe and yeah. this, this energy and everything but Olivia's album really I think like production not that it 
took a backseat that it's like inferior in any way, but you could tell that the writing was really what took precedent in this album. And I think that's so refreshing and that's what's so refreshing about this album Mm -hmm. and her. Um, And I think that that last like I feel like that gives her a lot of longevity or potential for like yeah, longevity. Cause, absolutely. Because I mean, cool working with cool producers and everything like that wanes. And, with and time. yeah, having a great cool sound that is a trend that could come and go. Yeah. But having like well structured and emotive and like lyrically sound songwriting doesn't mm-hmm. really go out of style. No, and having like a specific point of view writing wise lyrically. It, You can always find something to do with that and find a way to make that hot and hip and everything. Yes. Um, So, so yeah, I I foresee a lot in the future for her. Yes. I hope she's around for a long time because I really do love her and that album. I'm still revisiting it. Yeah. Hey. So. All right. So, Matt Steele, I have Mm -hmm. one last question for Mm -hmm. you. What has been giving you moments, darling? Matt Palmer. Yeah. What is the one thing I have said I have been waiting to go back to during this pandemic. Oh God. Oh, a boba place? Well, I've been going to boba <laughs> okay. place. But what specifically at a boba place? Is it right in a boba place? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't do that, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay. There is a cafe next to one of the boba places I frequent. Yes. Where they have finally opened up the seating inside mm. and you can sit inside next to an outlet <laughs> and plug your shit in iconic for hours and hours and there is a bathroom where if i need to get up and pee which pee. i need to right now yes <laughs> you can do it you can do your work and that is what i finally <laughs> did this week Wow. That is just what I've been aching and dying to do for the past year yeah, plus this, couple months. This was clearly within you. You I, needed this. Well, because you know how I'm always just like, I cannot work at home. Right. I hate working at home. Right. I hate writing at home. It is such a challenge for me. I am not a bedroom worker. I never was. I love I, working in a bedroom. No. <laughs> As a child, I did nothing in my bedroom except sleep. I did no homework in my bedroom. I did not hang out with friends in my bedroom. I I did nothing in my bedroom except sleep. So I could not. You want to know where I did my homework? In front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was that kid. Um, I mean, I did that too, but my TV was in my room. So Yeah, no. I <laughs> See, to me, like the thought of having a TV in like my bedroom is just like horrifying. To really? Me. I'm just like, mm, I do not want this. Oh, I do not I want, want nothing more. No. I want it to be lying in my bed right now. Like if all of these divas were replaced with like a big flat screen. <laughs> <laughs> And I could just lie there and have my headphones on that played the, the voices from the team like that. Oh, no, I'm that very is perfection much, for I'm me. very much like a, my room is where I sleep. But during this pandemic, it's like, no, I am in my bedroom yes. and I'm trying to work in my bedroom. But now I'm just like, no, I can go out. You can. I can sit down and plug my shit in. You can. And delete a bunch of lines <laughs> that I need to delete. <laughs> so that was the big process that you had to go through at the new coffee house. It's like, just the delete key. Delete. Highlight, delete. delete. Highlight, delete. <laughs> nope. This joke flopped. Nope. Mm. Delete. And so that just gave me my moments. Good for week, you. I have to say. Good for you. Yeah. What about you, Matt Palmer? I mean, okay, obviously going to Joshua Tree was amazing for a million reasons. Seeing friends, being back in the world, going back on weekend trips that you can drive to. We love all of that. We, I, uh, 
<laughs> we, we, I, uh, I, I love a good video game. Mm-hmm. I'm a music fan, mm-hmm. so it made sense that when Guitar Hero was out, I liked Guitar Hero. I liked that kind of thing. Oh I like a goodness. drum moment. Oh goodness, I never, I don't think I ever had like any of the instruments, but there were some at the house where we first lived. There was like a Guitar Hero set. I, maybe by the time you got there, we weren't playing it as much, but I vaguely remember something like this, that was yeah. happening. So there is now new VR video game kind of things. One that uh, Facebook has just come out with called Oculus. And uh, a friend who was at Joshua Tree had an Oculus and we played this game. Oh, gosh, I keep forget because my friend called it like rave drums. And that's not the version of the game that we're playing. So one second. Rave Beat drums. Saber. Beat Saber. So you're there. You're in VR. So everywhere you look, it's just like a whole new world. That's my hell. It's a dream. Ugh, no, I literally can't. begin the game. There are beats and then boxes flying towards you. You have to slice them with your saber and be like, oh, down, up, down, right, left, up. Oh, and it's just joy. I mean, <laughs> you should see his face. <laughs> he is glowing. I like- love, I literally was like, I, hey, this is a friend who has just moved to LA and he works for Facebook. And I was like, bitch, if you just came out here to sell this to all of us, it's working. I want one. Oh, like, no, you're going to be beat sabering in our living room. I I am. I mean, it's honestly, it's expensive. I can't buy it right now because it's like a full three hundred dollars. And I'm like, that's not the best use of money and yeah, you time. Got, you need West Elm shit. I need West like, Elm shit. Hello. But I mean, at some, it's really on my list. <laughs> like at some point, I will. You will see me with big glasses on and two remotes, just swiping the air to time to music that will be like very slightly coming out of my ears, and you're gonna love it because it's just, it's just like. I, I it just it's 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 just joy for me. Like this is fun. This is fucking fun. When it's I think fun. of fun, I think of video games and I think of music. If you can put them together in a rhythmic game like Beat Saber for Oculus, okay, everybody wins. See that VR stuff just like scares me. I have no interest. I'm just like no. I, I'm fine with it. Just looking at a screen in front of me. I mm, don't need. To it's be amazing. Immersed. It's um, I would love to be immersed. It also is funny because he was telling us like oh and people like watch porn on this. I was like what? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. people do a lot of. This. And it's serious. It's like oh yes. they they're filming porn specifically for VR. So yes. it's like you're like no matter where you look in the 180 degrees that you can look, there's like. Porn around you. I don't know. It's just like, it's like, wow, this is really the future. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, I wish I thought we'd have flying cars by now. It's like, no, but we have that 3D, like, VR shit that we all thought was going to happen. Like, it's actually here. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I, uh, my one friend, her fiance is very into like Oculus, and he also like chats with his friends on it. And, oh, weird. And she's like, he is in there like for hours. <laughs> just just doing his thing. And, and she's like, and I'm showering, I'm cooking dinner, I'm just, I'm doing whatever I need to. She's a teacher too. So she's like, I'm like teaching my students like right. via Zoom. And he's like three feet in front <laughs> of me, just cut off. Like he can't hear anything I'm right. doing. But he's just like bouncing around. <laughs> And it like is making, fun. but like making no noise, so I'm able to do this. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and like apparently they have live event things. You could like go to different rooms in the VR and be like, oh, someone's speaking here, or oh, there's a concert in this room. I just I'm think I'm gonna be move into a VR world soon. So mm, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't. I don't need like people watching me. Uh, I I, wish, I would feel so. Um, uh, what's vulnerable? But it would be it would, it would just they would just see your avatar. They wouldn't see you. You. No, no, no. I would feel weird like if other people were in the room oh. as I'm connected and I can't see them, but they are watching me. But even if you were just playing a game, it's, it's like creepy. you're like doing anything weird. They could kill me. No one's like, gonna someone kill me. Or like what if I'm alone in my apartment like doing this and like someone breaks in and like I don't know because I'm just like, that's like <laughs> kind of a funny plot for something like a show where 
where someone's house someone's just gets the, robbed. And the, the, the Oculus going in there. <laughs> they their- don't know. Like, and, and you just see the robber just like walking around them, taking their shit for like an hour and a half as the person's just stuck you, in there. You're Oculus. truly just giving away a free idea. So you I better really write am. this right now. Get this short together. I really should. Because that's funny. That is funny. Oh, shit. I know. Damn it. Sorry. None of you can have it. I, <laughs> I, I'm copywriting it here. Yes. What's, we're time stamping at 1231 a.m. Yes. June 7th it is now. It is now. Matt Steele came up with this idea. So okay. if this idea gets filmed and goes viral, we have proof. We do. I mean, you can't really copyright like an idea. But okay. <laughs> well, as fun as this is, I think we got to wrap it up. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye, guys. Love you. We love you so. Bye. You're the one I dreamt about and wished I could impress. I thought I wanted somebody just like you. Now you're the one I'm sick about.